You kind of look like a werewolf. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Teen Wolf. Do a, a backflip on like a minivan. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Pod Gods. My name is Jake Lottrell. Teen Wolf. <laughs> Brady Hall and EXP Realty, Tyler Miller team, sling at home since 02. Uh, Forrest Green, branch manager with Paramount Residential Mortgage Group. I have been originating loans since 2001, so I'll let you guys do the math there, but it's, it's been a while. Yeah. Welcome on. I have been actually really excited for this one. I'm finally, I'm glad we finally got it on the calendar. Yeah, man. I feel like we've been talking about it forever. So. Absolutely, man. I'm excited to be here, guys. This is yeah. I, 2001. Yeah. Damn. Back That's in awesome. the heyday. When That's it, when you when were things born. Were crazy. <laughs> so you went through the 2008 stuff, fun yeah, yeah, yeah. crisis. And Made a lot of money before that, though. 2001, 2008, we did well. Actually, you know what? When that happened in 2008, um, weird. I'm like, mortgage my... brokers, we didn't do so bad. Um, every, you know, I understand what happened with the economy, but they came out with the Home Affordable Refinance Program. Mm. Um, and so that allowed us to refinance folks who may not have the income or may have been upside down. So that we, well, we, nice. we, crushed, we I crushed it. I probably some of my best years, 2009 to 2014. Wow. Really? Believe it or not, yeah. A lot of people thought 2001 was probably, you know, 2000 and early 2000s were the best years. But for me, uh, I think I was able, lot, so many people left. Yeah. 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 My, uh, my uncle, rest in peace, but he... Once 2008, 2009 happened, he just crumbled, never came back. He ended up, yeah, he passed away, but it was brutal. Sorry, man. Yeah, no, it was, yeah. Yeah. Sorry to bring up more work-related stuff. This is supposed <laughs> to be fun. What's your opinion on, do you think and when do you think a 100-year mortgage is going to happen in the States? Oh. Um, I don't, I think it's fiscally irresponsible, if you ask me. Yeah. You know, um, so I don't, I, I'm. I don't know. I guess I'm not one of the guys that makes rules. It's not even really one of those things I look into. But, you know, when modif- when they modify loans, they do 40 and 50-year terms. And then I talk to these folks a couple years later, and they're like, hey, you know, I've been paying X for the last, you know, two, three, four years, and I haven't seen my balance go down. And I'm like, well, that's yeah. because you signed a document saying that I'm paying 95% interest for the first 20 years. <laughs> that's so you know? crazy. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Um. What do you think about corporations coming? We'll get into your origin story, yeah, but I'm just curious. Like, you've been I'm, in the industry for so long. Uh, what are your thoughts on corporations coming up and buying homes? Uh, hedge fund companies coming yeah. in the market and buying homes. You know, I'm actually dealing a lot with that in my property in Arizona. So mm-hmm. I have an Airbnb in Arizona uh, and just before the Super Bowl. Um, because Arizona's up until recently, Scott still just made some changes, but Arizona, um, as a whole was kind of a wild, wild West state. Mm. And as it pertained to short-term rentals, the, the rules were so flexible and, and there were so many people traveling there that it was a hotbed for people to go and do that. So mm. just before the Super Bowl, a lot of hedge fund companies came in, saturated the Airbnb market. They really crushed us on what we can charge because now there's just so many available. Yeah. yeah. Mm, that's 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 like sucks for even like small investors looking to do those short-term rentals like yeah you're you're just getting beat out like you can't compete against those guys let alone first-time home buyers that are trying to like go buy a house and like uh well there's there's tools at uh the disposal for uh, the smart investor who knows where to look so i teach a lot of classes on short-term rentals and teaching people how to get into it how to pick the right market 
Um, so I'm actually heading out there this weekend, potentially going to sell my place. If anybody wants to buy in Mesa, find me. I got a pretty cool place out there. <laughs> nice. Um, but I, yeah, I'm just going to move the money to a different market. Yeah. You know, it's not like we're losing money. Um, I'm, I'm actually breaking even on the, the mortgage payment, doing a little bit better than breaking even on the mortgage payment right now. But um, could always be better. And so we're going to pull some capital, sell it, move the capital somewhere else. Is yeah. it a lot of work? No, it's actually super easy. Really? Um, it's just a huge numbers game. Well, yeah. So once you get an Airbnb set up, it's really easy. You hand it over to a management company and Mm. then you just meet with them and they they take care of all your cleaning and your pool guy and, you know, your your maintenance, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really just setting it up. You know, once you get it set up, it's really, really easy to operate one of those. And then you you said you give classes to people to Mm. teach these things on these short-term rentals. Where can people find these classes? I host them uh, in the North House downtown. So if you're, if you, you know, if you like me on Facebook or Instagram, um, I'm at Forest Green. It's pretty easy to find me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, if you, if you like me there, you'll see I'm constantly doing classes. I've done classes with Brady or, you know, I want to do, you know, a lot of realtors I tend to partner with. um, And I I show them how to, you know, get into the market what tools there are i'll give away one right now airdna.co i don't know if i could say that on this website but uh, wait but, what is it so it's a basically it's, it's my only fan <laughs> yeah exactly. bing bing no uh, it's actually a website where you can go and research everything about that market for oh, nice. uh, airbnb so you oh, can wow. find out you know what's more popular four bedroom three bedroom two bedroom oh that's is it cool. entire house what's the occupancy rate what is it airdna airdna.co .co okay don't add the m you'll you won't get to the right place yeah yeah, yeah. Huh. wow cool mm-hmm. look um, at that everybody throw knowledge right away quick and hot i love it yeah, yeah. Pa, pa, pa. that's my <laughs> kevin hart impression <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude did you guys watch the cat williams shannon sharp i did well did it, I, it's three hours long. Uh, yeah yeah what do you think um you know it just got a lot more hype i think than it yeah, deserved dude. It got numbers. It got I, numbers. It, like it was interesting, but I didn't think it would do like millions. Yeah, it got. It, I mean, it's because you say you know you're famous and you say a couple other famous guys' names, right? And and, uh, and and you know not so good of a light. Everybody that feeds off the negative, unfortunately, in the world we live in. And Shannon Sharp was looking so uncomfortable. But you know what? He ran it up. He Dude, knew what he was doing. He did doing. a good job. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you want to know? You guys want to know all the dirt on the real estate industry or something? We let's make start, it, let's start with go, the, let's do this. Yeah. Let's go. We're going live. Let's know? start with uh, the origin story. Where'd all you right. grow up? So, yeah, um, I grew up, it's kind of a long story with that. I grew up in South Minneapolis for the most part, um, raised by a single mom. My dad is a professional singer, so he was on the road a lot. Oh, wow. um, what What's his name? His name is Tony Green. Uh, okay. He was with a West Side band. So back in the day, there was a uh, show called Star Search. I don't know if you're familiar with it, with Ed McMahon. Um, it's, the, it's now oh. what, what The Voice is now. Right? Okay. It's, it was you know national syndicated TV show. American Idol type of American band, Idol yeah. thing, yeah. So if you go on YouTube and you Google, uh, type in West Side Band, win Star Search, uh, you're going to see my dad and his whole band up there with their that's big awesome. hair, dressed like Prince. Yeah. Uh, they won a show called The Sweep. So that's like his claim to fame. Um, but he wrote some songs for some really big artists and traveled around the world singing. Wow. With some really big groups like the Gap Band and oh, wow. Mint Condition and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So that's where your musical background comes from. Yeah. That's Wait, what do, you, do you play an instrument or sing or what? I actually used to rap. I really? Used to be, yeah, I used to rap. What was your? What triple, was your- triple gold. Triple gold. Okay. Yeah, I, I never made it really big. I did write some songs for some pretty big people. and then That's cool. Who stuff I can't talk about, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did, did you, some ghostwriting, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, 
why they call it ghost yeah yeah did you <laughs> collaborate with anybody local like yeah i did a lot of i did a lot of shows there used to be a place called uh um uh the pasta bar in uh dinky town and there's okay. a lot of battle contests there so i went you know, battle rap oh yeah do you still watch battle rap i i do it's okay. different it's changed it from is where different you, now yeah it's, it's, it's acapella and yeah it's real written. acapella and it's different um than how we did it back then but yeah, I used to go up and win a couple of battle rap contests and stuff like that. So, so sweet. It was either going to be rapping, be a chef, and then I landed on finance. So yeah. I, I, that so that, that just sums up the story. We're done. On to the that's next thing. No, come on, guys. We'll I see feel it. like I got to jump, jump the gun there. Yeah. Right. Okay. So grew up South Minneapolis yeah. most of the time. Yep. Kind of continue back where we were now. So, yeah, honestly, uh, mom moved around a lot. You know, she worked for the university. So, you know, she had moved down to Texas when I was in junior high. I lived in San Antonio for a little bit. In the summers, I spent um, with my grandparents in Texas and Abilene, Texas. And mm. then I had friends that lived in like Clyde, Texas and Holly, Texas. And I'm talking, this is super rural. Like we were riding horses into oh. town and, you know, oh. their parents were on the road truck drivers. So they just leave us to roam the farm That's awesome, for man. like weeks at a time. You oh know, I mean, imagine how much trouble you can get into when you're like 12, 13 years old. So <laughs> yeah, the single mom, she was working two jobs to put food and clothes on my back. Oh. Um, what did she you know, do? Uh, so she was a, uh, she worked at a place called Honeywell. Okay. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. but she worked there through a place called Kelly Temp Services. If you're familiar with them, it's like an old school thing in the '80s. That's how people got jobs. Um, so she did that, and then she also then after doing that, then she went to work for the U of M, and she oh, became nice. a webmaster eventually for the U of M. So she brought umn.edu to the U of M. Oh, right. Wow. So that's where like when 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 like. Out when email came out, she was like on a, at the beginning with that, Be, but long before Google, you know what I mean? Wow, and we're still on dial up AOL, that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it's yeah, remember the noises it would make. I do. Right. Like, does anybody? Yeah, here, you don't. <laughs> does anybody here that's watching not remember a time before Google? Like, come on. Like, I no. don't. I remember I don't. AOL. <laughs> AOL. And, you know, AOL. Chat rooms. Yeah, those you're, were, you're yeah so chat old. rooms. How old are you, Forrest? I am 43, man. Okay. Be- beige don't age, baby. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you look good. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So single mom. Yeah. So she all was all over the place. Texas, Minnesota. Texas, Minnesota. I lived in Northeast Minneapolis a little bit. That's kind of where my friends were at. You know, um, I was a tyrant. So I, I got started on living on my own at a pretty early age. Um, you know, I was about 16 years old when I moved wow. out and got my own place. Um, moved down to Texas actually to stay with my grandparents for a little bit. Uh, got my GED at age 16. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so I didn't graduate, but I did graduate two years before everybody else and just went right into the workforce. Um, I was I moved down to Texas. I lived with my grandparents. I was bussing tables at a place called Green Jeans, where you know, um, it was just basically a salad bar. And uh, yeah, I went down there. That's where kind of where I learned a lot of of my work ethic. Really, I had some pretty good mentors, believe it or not, in this restaurant business. That they loved me grind. enough not to let me go when I'd show up late, but they 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 also loved me enough to tell me, you know, that yeah. hey, you better get hold on you time. Accountable, yeah, hold yeah. me accountable. So um, worked there for a little bit, and then um, I was doing so. I decided to enroll in a community college down there, um, and called Abilene Commercial College, actually. Um, and so a lot of people ask me if I went to ACU, which is Abilene Christian University, <laughs> and I don't tell them I didn't. Um, but no, the, but it's right down the road from there. And I learned how to type file. I learned numbers, and there was a lot of people in there learning to be a secretary. And I didn't know if that's it was business school, right? Right. But like realistically, 
that's what I learned. Um, I don't mean to drag this whole thing out. I'm just giving no, you no, no. This is it. yeah. This is what. Hey, yeah. Do you have siblings? People. Yeah. Huh? Do you have siblings? Yeah, I do. I have five sisters oh, and wow. uh, one brother. So their names are Reese, Kesey, Nisi, Cece, and Brittany. Uh, and then I have a brother named Tim. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Tim. That sounds like you're all like rhyming names and, and, and Tim. He's, and he's probably the least normal one of all, all yeah. of them, but he's got the normal name. You know? yeah. Forrest, Reese, Kesey, Nisi, Cece, and Brittany. I love That's that. That's awesome. Shout out to all you. We know you're watching. Yeah. yeah. Love yeah. you guys. You're all, they're, all, they're all younger than me. I'm the oldest. Oh, nice. Um, yep. Some big bro. Um, so, yeah. I ended Do you up, still get to see them a lot? Now? Oh, yeah. All the time. That's um, awesome. They, well, except for my sister, Nisi. She's in California. Mm. But, you know, I, I reach... I, you know, reach out to my sister Cece and Kesey, and um, I don't see my sister Reese that much. Um, she just kind of lives a little further than I. Than, I don't really go north of 694 that much. Yeah, I have to. I uh, really don't go south of 694 <laughs> much if I have to. <laughs> just messing around, but um, no, yeah. So uh, no offense to anybody who lives north of 694. It's, just, <laughs> it's an inside joke. Um, you know, it's cool. You can live there. I'll help you do a loan there. Yeah. Um, USDA. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Um, question back to that. Yeah, so I see them. They're awesome. Uh, the, you know, being the big bro and having five sisters that are gorgeous, they all look like Mariah Carey or one of her spawns or something. Um, you know, some, I guess, you know, one of them looks like kind of like Rihanna, you know. So, like, trust me, big bro of Stressful. five sisters. Yeah. yeah. You learn to put up your dukes. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. You learn to put up your dukes at a young age. But, um, so, yeah, I moved. I met my, uh, and um, I met my my son my oldest son who's 24 years old i met his mother when i was going to the uh, college down in texas um you know one thing led to another and baby on the way Uh, explain all that happens to the audience who don't know so when two people love each other yeah yeah there's the birds and then there's the bees (laughs) no um so yeah we uh, ended up moving to minnesota and settling down and uh, i'm 19 years old i'm on my own so um i got a, i only place that would really even rent to me um was a place on the north side mm. and it was right in uh, probably one of the most dangerous impoverished neighborhoods in, in north minneapolis 19 years old just trying to figure it out um, so i was doing all the things cooking rapping whatever i could you know uh to make a living and um I had to bring diapers home every day. That's a real thing, you know, when you're 19 years old yeah. trying to figure it out. And she got a job at U.S. Bank and was, you know, a teller. And um, then I found out about bill collections. And so uh, I went into bill collections. Uh, there's a place called Financial Recovery Services. Shout out to Wade. They're actually in the same building as the other edge in Edina, actually. Oh, um, they're, they're, oh they, the, they the old, like the double. F- the three-level building. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. If we, I think we... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Have but they moved? Yeah, I okay. think this is the official. I think we closed that one down, but okay. Um, anyways, sorry. Yeah, so they're in the three-level building. Um, they're in that same building, and they've been there for 30 years, and um, it's owned by a guy named Wade Davis. Great guy. Wade uh, Davis? Yep. Okay. Great guy, great company. Um, you know, I was absolutely blessed to get over there, and that's where I learned to do bill collections. Um, that's where you, you know, and I think that's where I honed in my mortgage skills. And the reason being is that, number one, I have access to credit reports in the in the area that I was doing. Um, it was big balance credit card, so it's like guys with like, you know, fifty, sixty grand plus, and on a, on a credit card and in debt. Yep, and we'd be collecting on that. So along with that came this thing called a Lexus Nexus report that I could look at, along with a credit report. So that's where I first learned how to read a credit report. Um, 
And then, you know, how to consult somebody. So a lot of bill collectors call up and they kind of have that harassing tone. Or, you know, yeah. you, you know, you owe with their finger. Listen, yeah. fucker. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like they got their finger pointed out, yeah. but there's, yeah. there's three more fingers pointed back yeah, at yeah. them. And that's because they got letters coming from collection agencies, yeah. too, more than likely. Um, so I learned a different approach. Um, it was to be able to consult the person, right, and try to get an understanding of where they're at. Uh, by looking at over their credit report, you know, and then I was able to then learn how to look up a property and try to determine the value based on the tax taxable market value. So I just go to the county record, look up the taxable market value. When looking at their credit report, I could see how much they owe. And so oftentimes I would refer those folks to a guy at, uh, I think it was Ameriprise Financial, and he would, um, you know, take it over, refinance them, give them the cash out, they'd call me back and then we'd settle the debt. And so I'd consult them like, hey, go through my guy, get your refinance done, come back to me. I'll take a, you know, what we call a blanket settlement and collection. Sorry, Wade, I was taking a lot of blanket settlements. I know shouldn't have negotiated that low, but ha, can't fire me now. Um, <laughs> got him. Got him. No. <laughs> pew, pew, no. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, no, um, I did. I gave some pretty good, good settlements out. So people were encouraged and excited to call me back with a 30 grand to pay off a $60,000 credit card, you know? Um, so I did that a lot. And I also built up my resilience for people hanging up on me, you know, and, and being oh, yeah. unkind, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I like to look at collections as like the dark side of the force um, and mortgages as like, you know, the, 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 the force itself, right? I'm like a Jedi when it comes to this mortgage thing. <laughs> um, you know, I, some, I've been training a lot of Padawans lately. <laughs> nice. um, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm an reference. old Jedi, you know, I'm like probably should retire sometime soon. No, but... Um, <laughs> You know. 43 you're, you're still young yeah i got, I got yeah. a few years left in we got me. a guy upstairs that's like in his late 70s i think right yeah Thanks. so i i ended up you know i'm not gonna do this till i'm in my 70s sorry who was it uh bill johnson uh upstairs the guy who's no alone. no okay i don't want to say his name, <laughs> his name yeah is, oops yeah. yeah don't do it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey he's like 65 okay yeah so <laughs> so yeah um we uh we went to you know i called the guy one day and i was like what's up you know um this is the guy that that i'm sending all my business to i'm like what's up bro like what what kind of money you making Mm -hmm. and he said like a couple hundred thousand right (laughs) to me i've been like going to work at this bill collection place and i'm i'm good i'm collecting anywhere from 60 to 80 grand a month in payments right that pays pretty well um so i was i was still taking home about 80 90 grand a year as a young kid in his 20s that's yeah, pretty I was good money say, you, you were still like 19 20 like yeah. my age mm-hmm. at this time yep it's pretty good money but i wanted to move to vegas and so i decided why because i was 19 20 okay <laughs> <laughs> that's Shit's a pretty good answer yeah. Vegas, dude. Like, yeah true we're in and Minnesota. So, yeah so um at this point actually i was about 22 when i moved to vegas 23 and i had to, separated from the mother of my child and kind of trying to figure out my way in the world right and so i got a collections job out there i went out to to vegas and did bill collections out there for a little bit longer i was also a vip host by night which is insane so there was literally no sleep it was mm. go to work at Damn. Know, 9 a.m collect till six go home you know eat, eat a i called him a chicken snacker from kfc yeah and then oh go yeah back out by nine o'clock at night to take all the you know tourists out to different clubs um and you know limos and things three four in the morning go back home sleep for two hours go back to work how many days a week were you doing this like seven it was insane insane. so So you were running on like 
maybe three, four hours of sleep. Average four hours of sleep a day. But when you're that young, you can do it, you know? Yeah. But Shit, I, after no 18 way. months, I was a little... <laughs> right? yeah. yeah, after 18 months, I was sick of Hummer limos, um, you know, who would ever think. Yeah. Uh, sick of Hummer limos, bottle service, and that type of stuff. I was ready to go. So I moved back to Minnesota, went back to work for Wade. And then after that, I called the guy back up like, yo, what's going on? He's like making like 500,000 now. Mm. I'm like, okay, this is crazy. I need to learn what you're doing. So I went over and I applied. I found this is the, this is the thing we had called Classifieds, guys. It was a newspaper. And in the Star Tribune, you could look for jobs. That was the way we did it. <laughs> back then okay you know, no uh, clue what <laughs> <laughs> no clue. you've never looked at a classified ad for a job right no he's like newspaper news what is <laughs> newspaper you mean the stuff in my dog's kennel yeah. probably still don't even have that <laughs> you know you probably have like i don't know cds yeah, CDs. yeah. <laughs> do you, i'm guessing that probably dates you too um but yeah so i uh went to do uh, bill collections with wade and then called the guy, said he was making a ton of money. So I put some ads out or calls in and some inquiries through the classifieds I found. And a guy named Justin Petrusen at a mortgage broker uh, called me and said, you know, Forrest, we'd like to interview you for a job. Come on in. Right? Sweet, sweet. So I um, got a call, actually. It's crazy. That night and found out that my cousin, who's like my best friend at the time, and his girlfriend had been in a major car accident. Oh. Um, and, or not that night, a couple nights before that. And they were in a major car accident, and uh, they were in full body casts, right? Ooh, and so uh, they needed some help financially. So I was going to go down to the financial aid office, also known as the welfare office, uh, and help them get on some sort of assistance because I don't really come from a family that can pick up the pieces sure. when others fall off, right? That's are they, so I'm, spoiler alert, are they okay now? They're, yeah, they're, I mean, yeah, they're okay now. Okay. They're, I mean, you said in, full body. In I life, know if it was or like, are they okay yeah, physically? Well, physically. They're, they're walking all, and talking and everything yeah, now. They're yeah, good. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, you know, but they definitely needed some help financially. So um, I had set an appointment to go to the welfare office the same afternoon of my interview. And mm. I, was, I, I wasn't driving. I had to I'd get on the city bus. And so I got on the city bus from northeast Minneapolis and took it to uh, Plymouth, right off of 55 in Fernbrook. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, walked in there. Um, super rough around the edges. Didn't even know mortgage had a T in it. Um, <laughs> for real, it took me two years to figure that out. Does it? Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it does. It does, yeah. But it doesn't sound like it. You're not good with like, spelling, though. Yeah, I'm not good. I'm I don't know how I you excel in other graduation. other fields. Though. My daughter wanted to skip school, and I told her to spell Meredith, and she couldn't do it. So uh, I was like, "Sorry, you can't." Yeah, <laughs> I can't even spell Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I have to. There's sound a D in it. Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, Wednesday. <laughs> so it was like that. Yep. And I went in there. I was super rough around the edges. I mean, I grew up in the inner city. Um, you know. I thought I knew a little bit about a little bit. I had t took a work readiness class at the local community center, um, so I knew how to interview. Um, but I didn't look like the guys that were in there. I was intimidated by the cars in the parking lot. Mm. I mean, there was Range Rover. You got to remember the time this was in the mortgage industry. Yeah, yeah there was like Range Rovers, Ferraris, Lamborghinis just sitting in the parking lot. You know, um, and I don't know if it was Lamborghini, but it's definitely a Ferrari or Corvette and a Range Rover yeah. when I walked in. Uh, yellow Corvette, black Range Rover, and a, and a red Ferrari. So um, I remember it because I was still yeah. like, those guys, they're never going to hire fuckers. me. Yeah. <laughs> those ones. Those. Yeah. No. So I went in and I met with Justin and a guy named Vic, and they interviewed me. Um, and like I said, I didn't think I was going to get the job. 
I didn't really assimilate or in a I don't think I assimilated to their look and to what they sounded like, right? Pants, you know, a little baggy. Sure. You know, my my slang pops kept coming out, you know. I learned later on I had to Bob Barker it up. It's an underground joke. But anyways, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I went in there and they told me, you know, we'll get back to you. And so I took my flip phone to out of my pocket. Said, okay, yeah. you know, let me save your cell phone number. And I had one of those old school Nokia do you even know what Nokia is, Brady? Yeah, yeah, no, okay, I know good. what a Nokia is. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. I was hoping you'd say your beeper or something, <laughs> right? No, it was a, yeah, it's my flip phone. It was, I had a beeper. I had a two-way. I did too, yeah. I had a two-way pager, yeah. Um, so I took, you know, I, I went and hopped on the city bus and um, got out of there. And I know these guys, I mean, you could see where the city bus picks me up, right? Um, and I feel like everybody was just watching me walk past their the Range bus, Rovers yeah. and their Ferraris to go get on the city bus. and. I just didn't. I was pretty unsure of myself, lack of confidence that I had back then. Uh, no shortage on that now, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I got on the city bus. I went to uh, the welfare office to get some welfare for my cousins who were in this body cast. Um, and while I'm in there, I get a phone call from Justin, and he's like, "How would you like a job at PRMG as a loan officer?" And I started dancing, and at the top of my lungs in the yeah. welfare office, I'm going to make six figures. Hello, Lamborghini. <laughs> right? And yeah. everybody that's in the welfare office looking at me like, get out of here. Yeah. Here's another mm. nutcase. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, you're here with us, bud. Don't even yeah. try it, you know? Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Then I went. So, I, you know, I said, absolutely. When do you want me to start? Next Monday. Came in. Um, you know, they handed me a book of leads about yay big to call yep and all i had was a name a phone number and the name of their current servicer they're what we call trigger leads now yep same thing uh we bought the leads from the title company at less than a penny a pop and they'd give you a whole book of names numbers and loan uh, all it would tell us is their name phone number not even an email and literally the who the who they're with well when was this 2000 2001 oh so was there there was emails then though right yeah i just didn't like have a, as, i didn't even yeah. have a computer at my desk for the first 10 years to be honest Damn. With you. i learned it all by hand i had a processor who took my files and eventually ran du and stuff like that but wow. pulled all our credit i never even pulled credit for <clears> the first 10 years i literally had a workup sheet a rate sheet pen paper and a mortgage calculator those mortgage calculators was what i called my cash machine you know, for a very long time. So. Do you uh, do you remember your first day, like what you wore and? Not necessarily what I wore. I, try, I probably tried to look impressive sure. of some sort. So I probably had like a KNG, uh, flipping you know really ugly khakis on yeah. or something, and like a gray, like way overly grown shirt. That's, yeah. And then like my tie that was completely tied wrong. Now I know how to do a double Windsor now, but then I. I'm pretty sure I tied it in a knot or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double knotted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I probably had tennis shoes on, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, that was, yeah. That's, That's awesome. I, I could see it, yeah. Were you pretty uh, pretty pumped? Yeah, I was, man. And um, they gave me this list, and they gave me a script. And like I said, I came from the collection world, so I did know how oh, to so talk you're, to Oh, so yeah. you're used to the nose and, yeah. Right. Yeah, so I could, I could, and I believe that you, you know, if you have a deck of cards, you have to go through all fifty-two cards in some cases to find the four kings. Yeah, and so I would look for the no, right? To me, it's not about the yes; it's the no's. So the more no's I get through, the yes is coming One step next. Closer so if to I go, yes. yeah, if you got a deck of cards and you get forty-eight no's, well, you know the next four cards are yeses. Yeah, so it's a law of averages and a numbers it. game. You just got to keep going through it. Um, so we had a di we had we didn't have a dialer. We had a hand dial everything, right? Um, but we had a, a call counter on the on the phone, 
And so... What is that? Like, it, it would, counts your calls, right? Yep. That, oh, okay. It's pretty self-explanatory, yeah. Call Shut counter. up, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I would go through it. So I got there, and they handed me this book. They gave me a script and said, go after it. You need to get this application filled out. And I still use that mini-app to this day. It's the exact same mini-app that I started with in 2001. It's got all the information that I possibly need to... Um, it's all good. Uh, that I possibly need to take a full 1003 right it's, it's 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 actually way more in detail my original mini app and it fits on a, a legal page so um he said you got to fill out all this information you get all this filled out i'll tell you what to do next so i dialed 600 calls by hand that day Damn. and then i came in the next day and i did that again and then i did that again and then i did that it's again. good though um and my boss came out on like the third day greg evenson he owned mortgage elite mortgage elite was the biggest broker shop in minnesota during that time okay like not by not by bodies but by volume sure we had we dominated the market share during that time um and as from a broker shop and he came out and he said um is this real you know how are, are you just, are you just picking up the phone and dialing and hanging up i said no man people are hanging up on me yeah and, and he's like well how could you make this many calls i said because i stayed till they hang up really quick that's <laughs> because i stayed two hours past him last night yeah and i would get there before him so like i learned like i said my work ethic earlier on that you want to be better than the you want to take the guy's place be better than him yeah and so like david goggins type shit yeah i ended up buying mortgage elite so Fast forward 13 years later, I ended up buying Mortgage Elite. And during that 13-year time period, I ended, I brought in, I staffed the entire company three times, you know, went through its all its sales cycles, if you will, you know, 2007, 2009, 2013. Those are all different, lots of instrumental changes in our sure. business. And I, I, um, I recycled the staff and people a lot and kept us at the top, you know, for a very long time. Um, so me and Greg were really close. Uh, we go out to Vegas a lot. I'd show him all my spots. He actually, funny story, is Greg, prior to being uh, the owner of Mortgage Elite, lived in Vegas himself and was a blackjack dealer. What? Yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, I told him, I said, me and him do everything. He's about 10 years older than me. I said, we, I said, we do everything alike or i'm gonna do everything like you i'm just gonna do it 10 years later because i'm 10 years younger so he's like a mentor to you kind of big time big time okay big time there's another That's guy awesome. named david voss that was kind of a big uncle mentor to me because i didn't have a, my dad around much growing up as a kid sure i tend to gravitate towards successful older guys who are cool you know what i mean and kind of ad adopt them i got currently the vice president of prmg his name is chris Sorensen. Uh, he's the, the, the um, national director and vice president at PRMG Mortgage. And uh, he is like, I call him Papa Chris. You know what mm. I mean? So it's something I don't know. Maybe that's it. I'm being a little psychodramatic here, but maybe that's why I do it. Um, but yeah, so. Um, so you've been in it for over 20 years now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what do you love about it? Yeah, so. I mean, you have to, I mean, to be in it that long. Right. Yeah. Um, I almost burnt out. Yeah, no problem. I almost burnt out in um, 2009, 10, but then uh, the market shifted. I was able to do a lot of those refinances that I was telling you about. So the, I'll be real there. The money made me stay. Sure. And up until about 2013, I was extremely transactional, right? Meaning that it was a refinance transaction. A lead was looked at as a lead and a paycheck, mm. not a person. Right, not a and relationship. Not a relationship, not a person. Yep, you got it. And so um, if I just focused on the, the check 
and the and the and the uh, transaction, I would burn out because if you're in this business, you understand that you deal with the largest financial investment one person makes typically, and there's a lot of stress behind that. And so this can be a high stress job, but it also can be extremely rewarding when you do start to create that relationship. Um, so fast forward a little bit after that, I bought Mortgage Elite uh, in 2013. I bought like the data and the office space and convinced about half the staff to stay on and work with me and actually one of my business partners at the time, Michael Grubaker, he's now a manager over at Summit Mortgage. Um, we decided to keep everybody and kind of manage them as our team. We failed miserably within like the first three to six months. You know, we were great loan officers, great managers. We knew crap about actually owning, owning a mortgage company. Sure. I personally was going through a separation and so it just was really bad timing. Uh, we ended up going to work with another company that I will not name. You guys can look it up. It's, 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 it's uh, public information. Okay. But I went to work for another company, and it just didn't fit me. Um, there was a manager that had uh, taken out a logistics company. Uh, so what, long story, let me rewind a little bit. Uh, we decided we failed miserably. The team still believed in us. How big was the team? It was like six of us, but we were okay. monsters. Everybody on the team yeah, was yeah. doing 2 to $4 million a month. Um, you know, everybody on the team was no problem doing two to four million in their sleep a month. Um, so we had a pretty, we had a strong value proposition with that team, right? And so we knew that it would be smarter to leave together than one on, on our own. Mm. We'd, be, we'd be more valuable to a lender that way. So we went around and we shopped for different companies to work with. You know, I, I, can, I can tell you, I talked to a lot of companies. Um, and the company I'm not going to name had the best pay um, money, I guess. Let's just call it that. I went there for the money. Everybody decided to go there for the money. We all got huge hiring bonuses. Uh, Brew and myself, we were able to get a really healthy override on our team. And then in that production, uh, we were able to spread that out amongst the team. So everybody was just financially happier. Um, as I stated, I was going through a separation. It was definitely not the best time for me to be making that move because I wasn't in. I was checked out a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah there's shit going on. Man. Yeah, just checked out. You know, <clears throat> and uh, there was that, and then there was also some things that were said by one of the managers there to a friend of mine who owns a logistics company. And at the time, I used to like wear bow ties every day. You know, I like the color yeah, pink. Yeah, sick look. Yeah, yeah, I like the color pink and stuff like that, and. I don't think anything's wrong with being metrosexual. That means how you dress, right? I don't think anything's... High class. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah. It, but he took it as, like, he kind of said it in a derogatory way to a friend of mine that he had taken... He took the company out. And so this is... You got to be careful what you say to other people behind closed doors because you never know how fast, you know, that stuff travels. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he called me up, my friend, and said, you know what? I was... They were trying to get our company to do, you know, send all of our employees to them for mortgages. But after meeting with this dude, after he just paid for wild tickets for me and all of my, my staff, I'm not going to ever send a deal to this guy because mm. he's a jerk. I can't believe he's talking about his staff like that behind the yeah. back. So as soon as I heard about that, I bounced. You know, I was like, okay, yeah, right? I was like, I just brought you. Like, they were, they're a big company. Um, I brought them one-third of their production. And yeah. that, that, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I brought you one-third of your production. And this is how you're talking about right, me, yeah. Like, And you said it and not a... Not like, hey, it's a, he's got forces a little metro. He said it like, yeah, we don't really, we, he doesn't wear the shirt. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, this is now the 
look, I guess. It's not as it's dressed down a little bit. But I used to be suspenders and bow ties. Yeah. Right? Gators. I love that. You know? It's like, cool. Look. It's just like you stand out. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah. I used to be fly. I like bow ties. Um, so I like suspenders. So, yeah. So I left there. And then I went to work at another company uh, called Drake uh, Mortgage. They were also a broker. Um, and my friend John Beckfield and Femi, they were running it. Um, and it was a good place. It was like a family environment. It reminded me a lot of what it was like working at Mortgage Elite. I had to humble myself by going solo this time, starting over as a loan officer, bye-bye mm. big bonuses. I walked away from like 18000 and just additional bonuses every month at the other place. You know, That's how much I, I stand on my principles. Yeah. Um, and so I went to the new place. Definitely getting paid less money, but more free. Um, family, so? Family style environment. You know, I'm good at what I do. And so they said, you know, do you. And I did me. Instead of going, this is the way we do it, compliancing me to death and talking right. crap about me when I'm not at the meeting. Yeah. They're like, just do you. You know, let's hang out afterwards. Let's have, you know, let's have that camaraderie. Let's have that water, you know, water cooler effect type of thing. So I loved it. Um, but they were bought by a big company. Um, called Finance of America, and Finance of America bought them. Um, one of the top guys in the state ended up coming over just after I left. Juice to, uh, Tom Juicela. I don't know if you guys know him, mm-hmm. but um, so he's a really good. He's a great loan officer, a good friend. Um, so he ended up coming over after I left, uh, and you know I just felt like they are such a big company. They're a Blackstone company uh, owned by a big hedge fund. They came in right away and started checking the dirt under my collar. I felt like Darth Vader was going to come walking down the hall (laughs) any moment now. And like I said, the collections was the dark side of the forest, not mortgages. So I got out of that and I decided to go to... um, Actually, I was there. I was still there. And my business partner, my current business partner today and the area manager for PRMG, Clinton Rooney, gave me a call and he said, hey, what's up? You want to start a call center together for uh, mortgage leads? And I was like, why not? You know, I was like, can I get, can I cherry pick them? He's like, sure. You know, like, okay, that's great. So you, you know, pick I'll, your own right. staff and. Yep. Hire staff. And then <clears throat> I get to also pick the, you know, the good leads come out. Yeah. The, I'll do that loan, you know. Well, we did well. And we had good contracts set up with some companies. Um, as a matter of fact, Finance of America was one of our first clients. They were buying leads from us. Mm. And we had all that set up. And then, you know, kind of the lead game became tough. The refinance lead game started to sour out about 2015. It had, you know, the model is now community relationships with realtors. And um, the, refinances, biz, the refinance business really just kind of started to dry up a little bit. Okay, this is obviously prior to COVID when it went crazy again. Um, so all our contracts for leads kind of said, okay, we're done. And I looked around and I had a bunch of guys that, um, were really good on the phone. They understood basic mortgage 101 cause I had to teach them that stuff to, uh, make them dial on mortgage leads. Um, and I said, how would you guys like to be loan officers? And so everybody raised their hands. I, you know, got excited about the idea, uh, put them through a boot camp, um, got them all licensed. And then I said, okay, it's time to go shopping again. Let's go find a home. So I flew around the country. Uh, meeting with different uh, VPs and regional managers, et cetera. They always wanted to do it over the phone, but I want to get belly to belly. I want to yeah. see your operation and stuff like that. So, plus, you know, it doesn't hurt to travel, give you an excuse to get on a plane. With, yeah, you know, no kidding. Any excuse to get on a plane. Yeah. Um, and, you know, have them take you out to dinner when you get there. You, know? yeah. you get a free dinner out the deal always. Um, so, you know, I did that. 
and everybody was throwing money at me again. And I had learned that hard lesson from the previous company I left that threw me a lot of money was that's not always the best choice. And so um, I went to PRMG and I met with them and I, and I went down to Chicago actually. And they, at the time they had a, uh, an operation center there in Chicago. I met with a guy named Phil, who was the regional manager there. Nice older guy, been in the business for a long time had a great operation just me and him really vibed i you know i could sense that this guy was really the man um he knew what he was doing you know i could I, he was honest and integral and you know you'll see like when you're in this business sometimes it, the 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 dark sides tends to sneak in because of all the networking the drinking the money. The, the money that you yeah. make it, it doesn't always take you down the right path and you can see that on people a lot um, so I, I felt like this was going to be a good place to start. So they put me on the phone with the founders of PRMG. Actually, that then I did a Zoom conference with uh, the founders of PRMG and uh, some of their higher ups. And uh, they, you know, I told them, hey, we're going to start a refinance shop. We got leads. We're going to be doing all these refis. And they said, yeah, that's not our model. We're a community purchase shop. But, you know, thanks, bud. Thanks, thanks for the call. Thanks for calling. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, what? It was kind of like the girlfriend you didn't get in high school, yeah. but you really thought she was hot. You know, you got to go take your second shot, baby. You don't just brick one and, and just <laughs> call it a night. You don't leave a loser. Did I say refi? What I meant was. Uh, <laughs> right. So I re went back and um, I revamped my game plan and my strategy. And I came back to him a week later. I said, hey, can I get a second shot at that meeting? He said, yeah, sure. So I went back on. I gave him my little game plan. He, I was like, look, we're going to be here's what we're going to do. We're going to help the underserved. We're going to work in communities, go into prisons. We're going to work with uh, different uh, organizations that help people that are dealing with domestic violence mm -hmm. and people that are dealing with chemical dependency issues and things like that. That's going to be the people we're going to go help, and we're going to help them, you know, help them all buy homes. And he's like, eh. <laughs> no, <Paul laughs> risky. Yeah, he's like risky, but he's got a big heart. He's yeah, a, you know, I, I, he's a man of faith. He's in. Uh, he said, you know, as long as you're going after purchases and you're working with the community and you're making our brand better, yeah. then I'll give you a shot. But it oh, sounds cool. crazy. He's like, it sounds crazy. So fast forward, um, you know, was it like four years later, uh, we teamed up with the regional manager that was based out of Wisconsin at the time, teamed up with him, and we grew the region to $400 million in a year. Wow. Um, and so that was cool. That was a cool year. Um, it was about, now that's like 2019, 2020 yeah. when that happened. So I, it was 2019, actually, it was before COVID. So the region did 400 million in 2019, um, somewhere in that number. And that was cool. You know, we had, had a huge office in Chicago that I was running, uh, office in, in South Carolina that's still open, that's kicking butt, uh, in my office in Minnesota. And then he had, and then we uh, we helped oversee some of the other offices that were like peppered throughout Wisconsin, Iowa, North Dakota, South Dakota. So I got to be more of a regional player at that point. Also, still doing mortgages. I was averaging in 2019, I think around 30 million a year in my personal nice. production. Wow. And then, yeah, and then the rest of the you know. So I was a top producer in the region, also managing a region. Wow. Um, at that time, you know, and then um, yeah, so. Where was that? Oh, Paul. 
yeah, going back to Paul, he just said, go ahead and give it a shot. And, you know, what we did is that's what, you know, we did what we said we were going to do. We started working with the Goodwill Easter Seals anti-recidivism program. Um, we started working with the um, Harriet Tubman Center. We started working with Urban Homeworks, Urban Ventures. We created an affinity. Sounds fulfilling. Yeah, it's, that's, that, 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 that's a long answer to your earlier question. Yeah. Why am I still in the business? Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, I forgot I even asked that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but answer. no, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's what turned it around for me is really, um, there's a story about this woman named Rebecca. Um, I'm not going to say her last name just to protect her privacy, but Rebecca came in, up to us after one of these meetings, and she was like, you know, my credit is trash. There's no way I'm going to be able to buy a house. I'm basically living out of my car with mm. my granddaughter because mom is not Jeez. around right now. Um, you know, I still got a job, but, you know, I don't got income, nothing. You know, fast forward, we told her, come on in. Let's see what we can do. You know, um, I don't claim to make, you know, water out of wine or anything, but getting her a house was a miracle. And that was not a miracle that I granted her. It was truly one granted from God. God put yeah. her in the right place at the right time to talk to me. That summer, uh, she invites us over to her house for a barbecue housewarming party. A uh, little kid goes, comes up to me and my business partner like, yo, come on, come, uh, come see my room. Takes us down in the basement. He's like, that's where my PlayStation's going to go. That's where my mm. TV's going to go. That's where my bed's going to go. You know, he's never had any of those things in his life. And she had all of her family there just barbecuing and going like, coming up to us going, hey, man, this is so cool. Like, we never thought we'd be sitting around mom's table barbecuing, playing dominoes, hanging out. I mean, as you can tell, I'm getting chills thinking about no it right kidding. now, man. That's, that's exactly awesome. what's up. I love that. I mm -hmm. love those stories. Yeah. So now, don't get me wrong, um, I do jumbo loans, I do VA loans, I do conventional loans, short-term rental loans, non-QM loans, construction loans, land loans, commercial DSCR. loans. I'm like the Forrest Gump of loans. Yeah. And like Bubba Gump, Forrest Did Gump. You get Did you get Forrest? Correlation. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, I'd do the boom But we have <laughs> the sound effects, I don't know which one it is. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. That's like one of the coolest wow. things. That Deep like, fried loans, <laughs> Cajun loans. <laughs> That's what I love working about with, with you guys and PRMG. Yeah. Like everything you guys, it's just, it's so fulfilling. Yeah. I mean, the one deal we've done together for Jamie, I mean, yep. she actually just left me a voicemail and I don't know what it's about, but just getting her into a house was so special. We worked on that one for a while together. I mean, I, I, I looked at the I, I'm so reps. happy that you're, you're, you know, upstanding person and didn't never gave up on her because that's gotta be a lot for a realtor to show that many properties. January 27th, 2023 is when we originally had our buyer up signed mm -hmm. and we closed December 28th, which yeah. it was the it's whole year. The entire and I think, cool, I think we wrote probably eight or nine offers. Yeah. Um, I probably showed over 75 houses. That's cool though. Like, and to finally get her into a house, one of the best feelings I've ever had. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other thing we did together was the realtor rap battle. Mm -hmm. um, Wait, <clears throat> hold on. Oh, I was, see, I went back to the rap rapper. Well, that's part. why that's how it came to be because yeah. we were talking about his rap, and then you you thought of the idea. I was like, that'd be a blast. Yeah. And uh, getting so, to go into that that church and that service and being with the community and then being able to bring in presents one of the craziest things I've ever done in my yeah. life and like something I will never forget. Yeah. Kwanzaa community church, I'm sure was super grateful for you guys for doing that. What we did just to kind of bring you up to speed on yeah. the rap battle is we had a present rapping contest where yeah. we had realtors come in and then rap presents for this, uh, 21st century Academy kids that, that, um, 
uh, Kwanzaa Community Church holds for kids to come in, get food after school, sometimes just rest, help with their homework. They're open like right after school to like eight or nine o'clock at night. Parents coming home from school, maybe, or, you know, coming home late or whatever the yeah. case is. Kids got a safe place to go in North Minneapolis. So, yeah, we do a lot of that, um, you know, and we do it because that's what we like doing. We don't do it for the brand awareness. I try to tell my business partner all the time that he needs to film, take pictures more and put it out there mm. just so he can be an attractive leader more and right. um, from a, from a lens standpoint, if you will. But he's very proud and limits himself on how much of that he does. He does, you know, let a few things out there here and there. But if anybody knew what my business partner does on a daily basis, it's insane. Some of our coaches tell us that we, so he's doing it, not just to show it. He's yeah. Like he's to, doing it to brag about it. He's doing it for the goodness of like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he just brought water to a whole village in Africa. Like, never talks about it online. No big deal. You know deal. what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's put, crazy. Put, like, a few thousand people now have water who have never, and since Jesus' Not days, had Instagram water. Not one Instagram picture bragging about <laughs> yeah, it? Right. Come on. You know, but no, actually, he's, he's doing some things. He's creating a nonprofit um, or something uh, that's called It Takes a Village, where he's going to take some of the film and stuff that he's got for it and create a real that tries to encourage other people wow. to do the same that's so. cool that's really cool yeah. you have some people that post every morning that they're at the gym at 6 a.m mm -hmm. yeah losers answer. right yeah. <laughs> I'm <at the> gym. <laughs> it's to inspire no that, you know what that's Honestly, cool to hold me accountable but yeah, yeah. No, Why not? no joke it is my girl uh, does it she's on snapchat every single morning we're at the gym about 6 7 a.m yeah, yeah. you got one of those fancy gyms like lifetime or something like no, that planet fitness, planet fitness yeah. baby. Dude, hey, 25 bucks if it's good enough for megan the stallion it's good enough that's, a, that's who inspired me. <laughs> Shout out, Meg. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Hands on my knees. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't like at first when I first posted it, it was to like mock people that like go Do to it? the gym and take a picture, and it's like, you loser. And now at this point, I'm on like day 18, and it's like, I'm just going to keep going. Yeah, man. Unironically. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much my journey into mortgages. That's where I'm at. You know, I've done a ton of like I said, a variety of business at PRMG, more than I've ever done anywhere else, whether it's refinancing, commercial, ITIN, non-QM, things like that. So our next big leap is we, we've created a real estate partnership program mm. where we're partnering with larger team leads and broker owners to um, basically work with us, team up, open up their own branch, and uh, we, we fund it. We make sure that they don't have any, they don't even have to manage it for the first four years. We manage it for them. Um, and yeah, that's, that's the next big venture that we're taking on right now. Hopefully that takes off and, you know, we'll have do another $400 million a year. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love mm. this story too. <clears throat> From just about anywhere in the country to here. Now. I'm closing all. Yeah. I mean, we, ref we have a referral department so we can refer deals out in states we're not licensed in to get them done too. So like Florida, everywhere. And what's cool is I can open an office you know, basically from here down to t anywhere in Texas without oh. any hassle because now I could, my, you know, my business partner being the uh, Midwest area manager, we get a little freedom to do that. What, <laughs> uh, so what does your day look like typically? So like what time do you get up? Yeah. What's so for breakfast? 5.30 a.m. I love hearing people's. Yeah, all day. Yeah, 5 a.m. 5.30 a.m. 5.30 to 6. I'm, you know, 5 is just a little too early. But yeah, 5.30 to 6 a.m. I'm up and at them. Um, grab myself an, an, a beach body uh, energy drink that my girl, my girls just joined the beach body thing, by the way. Oh, Aaron nice. Nicole, if you guys are getting into beach body. Um, so, yeah, get myself a beach body um, energy pre-workout slam, nice. slam it down. And then uh, 
head on up the road to Planet Fitness in yeah. either Blaine or Circle Pines. Nice. I go to the Maple Grove one, but yeah, yeah. I do that thirty-minute workout thing. I actually I, I do it twice, so I do both machines twice, and it's a Damn. it's a pretty good pump. Uh, but then uh, after I get out of there, then I head back home, hit the shower, make some coffee, make a lunch. Oh, so you the beach. Bod, that's like your pre-workout yeah okay and then okay got it yeah 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 and um and so i yeah i'll do one of those boom hit the it hit so now i'm caffeined up because i got two shots of some really yeah. strong coffee heading you know when i'm heading out the door grab my lunch um then i head down to the north house um that's right in, in uh, um the north loop right kitty corner from the free house and bunkers if you're familiar with that but got a pretty sick office there and uh yeah i got some golf simulators and things like that yeah Yeah. dude it's pretty sweet yeah yeah we got got a huge screen where we get to play video games and stuff like that and a full bar and barber we got a barber in the office what (laughs) yeah Yeah. we got a barber in the office what Yep. So Dude, we, I need a haircut. So, anyways, come on down, man. I got you, yeah, Chris right. Hernandez. Boom! Shout out North House Barber. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Chris, he's a master barber, man. Come on in. I'll, I'll take care of you. I'll get you right. Shit. Yeah. We'll see. So you look like shit. Get so in there. Like shit. And then um, I, I have a thing called a daily success plan, and I study that. I don't know if you're familiar with the mortgage marketing animals. I knew it was gonna um, go off. Jesus, dude. Just As figure I just, it out. Dude, I'm a mess right now. Sorry, go no ahead. worries, man. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Carl White and the Mortgage Marketing Animals. Shameless plug, but those guys are really awesome. Um, so I follow a daily success plan that was created by them. Um, I do that for a couple hours during the day. Then I do some recruitment. Um, there's a re- I have a really good uh, recruitment coach. Another shameless plug, Richard Milligan, mm. one of the best I've ever met. Um, he's built out some major teams. Uh, and he's definitely helping us a lot with some of the initiatives that we're pushing out. So, um, yeah, I do that. I, I follow some of the steps there. Um, every single day looks a little different because my daily success plan sure. is different every day. Um, but I'm still I'm still grinding and dialing like everybody else. You know, yeah. a lot of people left the industry. Um, so my team has shrunk significantly. Um, you know, 70% of the loan officers in the business left in 2023. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a huge, that's a major shrinkage. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm sorry to say that backwards. About 30%. 30% of the originators 70% have left. 70% are left. Yeah, 70% are left, correct. Yep. Yeah. I was saying, I was like, 70%. Oh, yeah, that's what I was like, wait a minute. No, 30% have left. It's yeah. still a yeah. huge number. And then and look yeah. at the number of agents that didn't renew their license in 2023. Huge yeah. number. That's a huge number. So It's going to be more this year, I bet. It took a little bit so. of... It mm-hmm. took a little bit of gumption to stay in it this long, but you know what? I, I'm going to change oil if I leave. You know what I mean? I don't think that anybody's trying to hire a 43-year-old rapper. Um, I mean, well, I don't think I'm going to sign a new deal anytime soon. Dude, I, I still want to talk about that. So did you work with, let's see, when, so when was this? What, like 2000? It was during the, um, I know where you're going with this. You know Snoop Dogg? It was during the Atmosphere era. I was going to ask. Okay. And I don't rap like Atmosphere. No, so, that's yeah. I was just curious. So, did you ever collaborate with anybody from Ryan? I battle rapped them actually a lot. Like idea? Yeah, one time. Okay, absolutely. Back at like uh, Scribble Jam. No, no. Okay. No. Uh, he had just came back from winning the Battle Blaze. Okay. Uh, oh, Blaze Battle. Yeah. The Blaze Battle. Yeah, Dude, yeah, that, yeah. He was nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was that. It was at um, can't remember. It was this place in Uptown. He came on stage. He did his thing. I was. Um, I was MC in the night. Okay. You know, and then he kind of came up, did his thing, and then he dropped the mic like, nobody can beat the Rhyme uh, Sayers. But he was a real humble dude, you know what I mean? But yeah. He, he was just kind of like that. And so then I grabbed the mic and I was like, hold up, wait, Listen, wait, wait. bitch. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. yeah. A real eight mile moment. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Lost. 
fan favorite is you know is his idea. He all you know, God rest his soul by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great guy. He's all time favorite. Yeah. I yeah. yeah, anyways, but Yeah, and then I battled there's another guy named Zach who put on a lot of the shows. Um, I can't remember Zach's last name, but Zach, if you're watching, shameless plug, man. Hope you're still out here rapping. Kind of rap like Lil Dicky. Oh, okay. Um, and he crushed me t- a couple times. I beat him a couple times, stuff like that. So yeah. Was that his uh, rap name? Just Zach? Uh, yeah, I think it was just Zach. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I respect you know, it. It's college backpack rap. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't really rap like that. I rap a little bit more West Coast. I okay. sound a little bit more like NWA. They sounded a little bit more like, you know, very East Coast style. So our styles weren't the same. But I have I was good friends with a lot of them. Musa, Brother Ali. Muju Musaya? Uh, Muju Musaya. I yeah. to him. We, you know, we're acquaintances. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. A lot of people, it's weird. I don't think me and Muja look alike at all. But people. I was going to say you kind of do. No, we don't. Dude. <laughs> but. But a lot of people would say that when I'd be at these rapping events and stuff like that. And it's so funny because sometimes I'd let them believe it when there were these hot girls. They'd come oh, up like, aren't you yeah. Muja? I was like, yeah, Muja for You right know it. <laughs> for right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. But, um, nah, um, and then I'd rap with, like, there was a group back in the day called Concept that was really good. And then, uh, yeah, so I did, I did a lot of that. That's awesome. Did I used you, to do a uh, lot of parties, too. So I would, like rent out the poor house i brought the yin yang twins in there for that that was dope. damn yeah stuff like that so i brought that's, twister here once you know yeah mm-hmm. are you that's still in so contact cool. with many of them or just yeah i can i actually talked to some of the management for like the locks and stuff a lot so like jada kiss and all those people oh so, wow yeah. that's jada cool. kisses and then actually top 10 most underrated a good rappers. friend of mine she she during this whole era, a good friend of mine ended up dating a guy uh, that was, and I'm not going to say his name, but he was on the uh, Neptunes. He was, he was one of the producers for the Neptunes. Well, there's, it's not Pharrell. Yeah, no, I know, but... It's not Pharrell. I forgot. There's two more. There's Che and, Sh- it's, it's che and Chad, so yeah. pick one. Okay. But anyway, so he might have a wife and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> don't I'm going to blast. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, anyway, so she used to come to, who knows, you know, and then somebody starts timelining that. Yeah. They're like, this is we on the minute. breakfast club? <laughs> you know? But, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, I knew those guys, too, the Neptunes and stuff. That's awesome. Like that, yeah. Wow. That's You know what we haven't talked about? You said three career paths, and you picked mortgage. So chef, right? Chef. Let's talk on cooking it up. Yeah. What you, where, where was that? So for a short stint in between the collections, um, I went up to Lutzen, and I was working nice. at Lutzen Resort and Sea Villas, just trying to get out the hood, you know. They gave me food and shelter for me and my, you know, my kid and my girl, and, like, I worked in the kitchen so I could just raid it for lobster every night, um, <laughs> which we did a lot. Fuck, that's awesome. We did. Yeah. <laughs> All the and fun. it was cool, you know. Um, it was the North Shore. I just it didn't really work out for me up there it's too rural for me I'm, I mean I'm not I'm just kind of a city boy by heart so sure. um city boy by nature I mean so I guess not nature but yeah that part. <laughs> I get what you yeah yeah <laughs> that part yeah so yeah um that was it I mean and then also my uncle had ran a restaurant my uncle uh Tarek he was actually um he ran a restaurant in Baldwin Wisconsin okay and back in 2011 I went out there and worked for just a little bit what was the restaurant called um and I did like mortgages from there it was just a raised uh Southside diner it was actually okay. a truck stop right off of 94 oh, nice. and I had to go there and be there like four in the morning pr- making short Prepping order breakfast yeah. oh I was the whole thing I was the prep the cook line what they say chief cook and bottle washer yeah yeah that's who I was Jeez. yeah, Dude, I, yeah I, still the chief cook and bottle washer I feel like it's such a thankless job being mm-hmm. a cook especially at like a bar restaurant too it's oh yeah mm-hmm. dude what's brutal. uh how many kids 
So I have two kids. I have a 13-year-old and a 24-year-old. So I have a 24-year-old boy. His name is Forrest as well. He's Forrest the Fourth. Um, oh. And then, yeah. And then my daughter's <sighs> Lila Gwendolyn Green. We named her middle name Gwendolyn That's after cool name. her grandmother, not, uh, you know. Glenda the Good Witch or nothing like that. But she's a little bad witch now. She's 13. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. She's not bad. I love you, Lou. You're not bad. You're Dude, great. Don't, you're not sensitive. You're only 13. You're only hormones. You're going to be fine. Yeah, That's so. awesome, dude. So, yeah, man. And then it's pretty cool. Those kids, you know, my son went to tech. So, this business, I'm like, my son was one of the first ones in our whole family to go to a D1 college. Wow. Know? Yeah. Um, Sports or it, just? No, just paycheck from dad but yeah uh, got him some student loans too but it was cool because um where'd he go texas tech oh that's yeah, amazing so he was a rebel and when they played in the final four here yep here uh he got to be the cool kid because i had a condo that was like four buildings or four blocks away from the stadium that, oh, nice. that was vacant and so him and his buddies got to come up it was furnished and vacant luckily and um and I, they, they shut us down for the short-term rental. You know, that's one of the things I'll teach in my class, by the way, is if you're thinking about short-term renting, renting out your condo and you have an association, you need to look at those regulations. Most, oh, yeah. most associations frown upon it. But yeah. I couldn't do that. They actually sent a letter saying that there was, an, there was a you know, lawyer on our butt, and if we'd rented it out during the Final Four, we'd get a $10,000 fine. Wow. So he got to be the cool kid. They all had, like, they got their tickets for like five bucks each, floor seats at the final floor. How? Because they were Because they go to Texas Tech. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, and I didn't even know that and, was a thing. Yeah. If you're part of your team's one of those fours. Yeah. They get to, as long as you come and you go, they give you the tickets, you know, and you get to sit in your section and stuff like that. So that's cool. That was really cool. You know, he determined after about a year and a half that college wasn't his thing. It's not everybody's thing. Yeah. 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 He beat me, though. <laughs> he went for a little bit. Tried it. <laughs> well, he he went for a year and a half. I only went for a year, so he's Where'd still you doing go? Winona. Okay, golf. so that's the thing. He I went, went to, for golf. He went so. to Texas Full Tech. Full scholarship. Home of the Daisy Duke, dude. Okay, that kept him there for a year and a half. Like, that's what yeah. kept me at Winona. Seventy yeah. percent women because it's a nursing nursing yeah. school, and I, was oh, I didn't like, even think of that. Dude, his dorm was insane, dude. Like he had swimming pools with volleyball courts across them, like Buck Hunter in the air, like yeah. whole video game setup. I mean, it was nice. It was like the W Hotel. And I'm not, when so I get there for his birthday uh, while I still go to school, and I, <coughs> you know I look a little bit younger. I know I'm trying to feed into that, feed my <laughs> own ego here. <laughs> no, but I get there and then like because one we don't look alike. He's yeah. got blue hair, red. I mean, he's got red hair, blue eyes, and freckles. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. so my son, you know, my son looks like yeah, Caucasian, like and he doesn't look like me that much. I think you know, there's some jaw structure and stuff like that that people say, "Oh yeah, you guys do look alike." Um, so there's that, and I'm just sitting at the table while he's having all these people come for this party he's about to have in this dorm, right? So I'm like the old guy sitting there chilling, right? And uh, this girl's talking to me, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's my kid," and she was like. Oh, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not trying to talk to you either. You're like yeah. 19. Like, that's not my thing. So, um, but yeah, so, yeah, it's not. Um, it, it's got to have a cutoff. You know, I got to set that. Yeah, yeah, late, yeah. late 20s at the latest, dude, yeah, when you're yeah. turning your 40s. Otherwise, you're just a creeper. Yeah. Um, so, so that's a tool. But man, these kids, like, their parents let them get freaking, like, augmentation at that age there's no way i'm letting my daughter do that i'm sorry yeah and it's like and and if you know anything about texas tech like these are oil kid money you know that's what these kids are so yeah infinitely rich yeah one of these kids takes an airplane from uh, lubbock to dallas just to go see his dentist like it takes the private jet to to dallas he's like just having like fuck you money it's like (laughs) oh you know what i mean yeah oil 
Yeah. So yeah, that's that. And then my 13 year old, she's awesome. She's kind of a little hippie, little chill. Oh, that's cool. Um, she's getting to that 13 year old age. So I don't know what I knew. Like two years ago, I knew everything. This now I don't know nothing. Mm. Bad, you don't know. Um, you know, she's she she likes school, but like when you get to that age, you think it's a chore, and it's like we're being mean to you. So there's that. Um, but she's a really good kid. Her mom is a lawyer um, for Ramsey County. Um, was a prosecuting attorney. Now she's working in city planning, you know, stuff like that. So nice. Now, how'd you meet your girl now? Um, at a cabin. So one of my boys uh, owns a cabin in Clear Lake, uh, on Clear Lake in Clearwater. And um, that blows my mind that that's considered a cabin. It's like 20 minutes from where my parents live. It is. Though. It's, it's, well, it's, your parents' ca- house looks like a cabin. <laughs> These look like cabins. Yeah. Right. These totally look like cabins. Um, there's three of them right there on the lake. And we've been going up since we were kids. So I'm so close with his family. His family looks at it and goes, it's, you know, they go like, it's yours too. You know, you can go whenever you oh, want. Oh, that's awesome. You know, so I can go without him. I do it all the time, you know. And, but that's cool. Yeah. My boy Anders, um, he, his whole family is super cool crazy awesome polish family from northeast i mean and i emphasis on the crazy but they're (laughs) they're awesome yeah and so yeah um i went up there she was hanging out and then we started talking a little bit um one thing led to another and here we are two and a half years later that's cool she's a badass power team yeah she's a power team that's awesome um I mean, do you have anything else you want to touch on? It's a sick you know, story. Um, There's been so, yeah, so many cool little things. Yeah, I don't know. Just that um, I've been doing this for 23 years, um, and I know all of it. I know how to do pretty much every single loan program there is. Um, and, you know, obviously real estate relationships are great, realtors, but I work with everybody from financial advisors to divorce attorneys to estate planners to people that are working with seniors to relocate them. So if you're any of those people, hit me up. I can help you. I got a really <laughs> awesome space. We can throw events. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. An office, barber. and Yeah. Full bar. Pretty sweet, dude. Full bar. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Um, Do it. How do you want to be remembered when you're gone? It's like the ultimate last question. Self-sacrificial. Yeah? Yeah, I want everybody to look at it and say, that dude did everything he could to help me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if it costed him long hours, a paycheck, you know, time with his family. Um, I want people to remember the effort that I go through to help others. That's awesome. Great answer. I love that answer. Yeah. Really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Forrest, I really appreciate yeah. you coming here today. I know this yeah, is, you're taking time out of your busy day. You got a yeah. lot going on all the time. Yeah, thank all you guys day. for having me, Brady. Of course. Of course. I've been bagging Brady. Brady, yeah. you better have me on really? that show, on dude. We talked, or I'm we talked throw a like a few weeks ago, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then I just, I don't even know what happened. Yeah, and we were like, who should we have? I'm like, dude, I got to call Forrest. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. I just called you, and I was like, dude, you got to come on next week. So You guys have been rocking it out. I've been watching you guys. Oh, thanks, man. Man. I definitely watch yeah. clips of all of your podcasts that oh, you yeah. do, not just because Brady's cool. Um, <laughs> Jake's cool. Jake's pretty cool. He's got red shirt. Brady's cooler. I live in his shadow. Right on. I wish I had this guy's beard. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a really cool story. I really yeah. like your origin story. Yeah. yeah. It's just grinding. And it is. No, I love it. No, it's like I perfect. Mean, where you came up, I mean, you're, you're there, man. You did the things. You know, I'm working on it. I'm still a work in progress. 
um, the reality is, is that, you know, I want to retire here probably in like the next five years is kind of the goal. Oh, damn. Yeah. I don't know if I want to, I want to go, I don't, retirement for me doesn't look like sitting my toes in the sand. Sure. It looks more like probably doing some mission work in the community and being, having, having enough financial resources where I don't have to really worry about money. I love that. Retirement doesn't look like, you know, the bridge club. Yeah. 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 Bridge club and golf is not my thing. Yeah. Yeah, golf's pretty cool though. Working in the hood. No, actually, I own a couple. I forgot to mention this. Um, I own a property right now that we're helping house youth, inner city youth that are um, going through a tough time and stuff like that. So, wow. yeah, we're doing that kind of thing. We'll do more of it. Wow. That's awesome. I, I mean, I think you're already. If you're you were already to die tomorrow, so I think you're you're already selfless and you've kind of fulfilled your own wish of. Yeah. You know, wanting people to remember you as someone selfless. Yeah, hope so. Hope so. Yeah. I, you know, it's morbid as it is. It's one of those things that does cross my mind. You For know? sure. Who's going to be at my funeral and what are they going to say about me? Yeah. That is one of those things I don't know, you know, if I should have, if I think should think about it every day. No, <laughs> every minute. Yeah. Every minute. Who's going to be All here if day. I die? No, God, but no it one's is one of those things up. that comes up. For sure. <laughs> Do you guys ever think about like when you're listening to a song and you're like, I want them to play this at my funeral? Right. Some like emotional song. No, you know, know what? No. You want to know what mine is? Nowhere. I'm what? At. This is for my homie. What song is that? It Gangsta Lean. It's a 1996 song. So okay. You're probably yeah. Sorry. He, I'm, I'm, he's old. Though. I'm 35, and but I was what? Nine. What? 96. Yeah. So I was like eight. I think we got to just end this. You got to cut it as he's rapping. This is for... I'm not going to rap today. <laughs> uh, cool. I could, I guess. Yeah? Yeah. Get that up? Yeah. Acapella or do you want a beat? I could do whatever. Um, you make the beat? I'll just put a beat on my phone and I then... Are they going to be able to hear your beat on your well, phone? Well, I'll yeah, put he'll, the he'll, beat in post. All right. Or you could do that, too. However you want to do it. I'll just... Just the beat for you so you know, like... What kind of beat do you want, though? Um... So I'm going to do a uh, lyrical rap, like the one that I had to use back in my battle days. Uh, 93 Till Infinity beat? Uh, whatever. Instrumental? That's okay. it. You, you'll know it. Hold on. Sick song, dude. You've heard this song, right? Just wait. You'll be like, oh, yeah. Here, just so you can hear it. It's quiet right now. It'll... it'll Yeah. Here, don't put it too close to the mic, so I'm going to add it, like, close, but just so you can hear the beat. I hate that you make tracks and waste racks Spit no facts, get no plaques, I relax and climax Don't beat like a Timex, your bad breath gets tic-tacs My tactics is complex Why you speak nonsense and work on your defense You ain't got no offense, my squad's holding conference On what's the difference from style and appearance Fact is I got style but you look like my parents Come on, you wanna battle me? You wanna get it on? I ain't scared of you, cause we could get it on Hey, get <laughs> I love that, fuck yeah That's a great way to just Perfect. end that right there Oh my gosh Thank, Thank you so much for watching Thanks for everybody. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs>